There's people? <laughs> yes. There's others? It's not just me? Hmm. Guys, are you having a great day? I'm having I a am. great day. You know what makes the day better? Uh, alcohol? <laughs> a podcast introduction. You should do that. That's, that's right. Because ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe. I've said too much. The moral compass of internet radio. My name is Mike, and I will be your host. <laughs> I got nothing. I <laughs> I will be your host in this whatever the hell we do Just, once a week. So, uh, but I'm joined, as always, by my good friends Izzy Swan of all things IzzySwan.com and Joel Crawford of the Missing Digit Woodshop. Gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. And let me tell you first that I feel sorry for anybody that we uh, provide a moral compass to. You have a lot going for you in your life, and that isn't one of them. That's that, I I completely I, I I don't agree with you whatsoever. So, I, so I, <laughs> you cannot agree me with me, and that's fine. Hey, that's the uh, you know sometimes in a debate somebody's got to be wrong, and it's always someone not me. <laughs> someone someone so, else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure one day I'll be wrong, but it hasn't I, happened yet. I think you will. <laughs> not likely. So. But uh, wait, guys, how the hell are you? Been uh, been a bit since we've talked and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of weird, like a week, <laughs> right? Like a, like a whole week, and we've all been busy too. Like normally, we kind of chat amongst ourselves in in our in our in our you know kind of private messaging. But this week has been awfully silent. We've been all, I think, fairly busy. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, let me just say, I want to uh, just uh, publicly announce, uh, because um, both of you I love very much. And uh, Joel, you'll find out exactly how much when we share a hotel at the Klingspor event <laughs> coming up in two weeks. <laughs> so we're recording this. I think we have, uh, by the time everyone hears it, it'll be about two weeks before the actual show. But um, So uh, our friends over there at Klingspor hosting a thing in Hickory, North Carolina, the 26th and 27th extravaganza um, three people i know who are glorious and sexy all over will have a booth um actually is you're gonna be uh, kind of going back and forth between a couple of them my understanding but um the podcast no, will be I, there ours are our booths are gonna be right next to each other we're gonna have a tool master well, and then you're gonna, gonna have be... to pick one so we'll no, make you choose size i, I don't i'm i'm by <laughs> i'm by boothful shifty i'm by boothful how does that boothful Bible I mean, none, none of this shifty vagranism between. <laughs> oh no, no! So, I, you will, you will get to see the full extent of my shiftiness while we're there because I will be bouncing back and forth. Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, well, Joel and I will be planted firmly in chairs. Uh, to oh yeah, I'm not even moving. I'm hoping that uh, at least we'll have one groupie that'll shuttle drinks to me. Yeah, there's got to be at least one. That's like that's so, like my one thing. I don't they, have anywhere so to go. Out. I don't have I'm, anywhere I'm to I'm pretty drive. sure the only drinks they have there are water and soda. So, bet you right, vodka so not, looks a lot like water. So we're not going to be at the uh, Klingspore event. Um, but, uh, so, but if you guys are in or around Hickory on the uh, 26th, the convention center, they were they are having a thing, um, and uh, some of your favorite podcasters will be there. And uh, we'll also be there too. So uh, feel free to swing by, say hi, and uh, we might even have a uh, we might even have some swag. Yeah, working on the swag right now. And by that I mean I'm going to be printing flyers and cutting them in half, and I'll have paper to hand out. For it <laughs> we are crowdfunded. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sorry, folks. Mike won't be able to join us today. He's got a massive paper cut. 
Yes, it didn't work out. So, but uh, but no. But what I was going to say is that uh, you know not only will Joel you find out the extent of my love, um, Izzy, uh, uh, Izzy, I just love you. Izzy's the kind of guy who you, you you tell him once that you're you're having a tough time, and he just calls you out of the blue. Hey, bro, how's it going? And I'm just like, oh, good. I you know I haven't thought to punch myself in the face today, and he just says he loves you, and then gets off the phone. It's the greatest, greatest if, if, love relationship if, ever. If, if you can have the experience of that phone call, it is just one of the, it, it absolutely day changing for me. Um, uh, you know, and I, I haven't, I've been, uh, been doing the sober October thing. Um, so I haven't had any drinks this month and, uh, I'm going to try and make it through to the event, but I do plan to drink when we get down there. Um, but, uh, but it's close uh, enough to the end of the month. Yeah, the euphoria you get from an Izzy Swan phone call is just, uh, you know, it, 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 vodka can't touch it. It just, it's not, maybe Goldschlager, but vodka, definitely. Oh, oh <laughs> he said it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, but Am anyway, I the so only yeah, one that checks, to... do you ever check your poop for like a week after you drink Goldschlager to see if it actually comes out the other side? <laughs> no. I, I will now. <laughs> But I know what we're going to be doing October 26th and 27th. <laughs> inspection time in the hotel rooms. Quick, quick, give me your flashlight. <laughs> I got the glistening shit. It's the greatest thing in the world. It's sparkly. Oh, God. L- listen, guys, so, Glimmer isn't just a movie. Anybody well, that's never you know, drinking Goldschlager is going, what are they talking about? Don't, don't drink it. Don't, don't do it. It don't doesn't do taste it. good. It doesn't come out well. And hey, I've never if checked you to like see cinnamon, any... this is a Goldschlager is like the ultimate cinnamon rush oh, ever. God, it is. It is like, I don't know. You know, those it's, cinnamon it's... brooms that they have at Home Depot, like a, that where you put in your house. It's like eating one of those. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. So, um, anywho. But uh, yeah, I uh, I just want to say thank you publicly, Izzy. I love you. You are a beautiful, beautiful human being inside and out. So uh, thank you for existing, and thank you for everything that you do uh, as a friend and just for this community as a whole. Um, and that's not to say Joel doesn't, but we'll get to Joel when we get to Joel. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I don't. You're fine. Joel, keep going. Joel's gonna be. They'll be spooning in the in the in Hickory. So. Right. By the way, if you come out to see Joel and uh, myself, and you see Joel on Friday, if he seems different Saturday, <laughs> things ha- things happen, man. I, he's gonna be I can't going, talk about it. He's gonna be sitting there going, um, "You can't unsee things." <laughs> so, things happened. I can't. I can't talk about it. <laughs> so, um, by the way, if you're a therapist in Georgia, you're gonna want to seek out. <laughs> After the event, you might want to start knocking on the the, uh, the Crawford Homestead just to see. But that's crazy. Anywho, <laughs> I'm not. So. I am so glad I got my own room. <laughs> so are we. I've heard you snore. Yeah. <laughs> so. the, the people on the people on my floor aren't very happy that I got my own room, but everybody else is good. The guy above you is going to be like, "Oh, I didn't know they put vibrating beds in these things. I thought that <laughs> oh, was the '70s." Oh God. No, oh, you're welcome. So. I actually think we're staying in different hotels. Is he? I don't know that that's enough space. But uh, anywho, 
So, our, uh, our, our, sadly, our, our Patreon supporters are too cheap to get us two rooms. <laughs> <laughs> For Jesus' sake, folks, please donate. I donate. Gotta, you don't even want to see the room we got. I got Bed Bugs United is the uh, hotel that I know we're staying at. Joel's got the bed, and I got to stand up in the closet. Wait a minute. You so, guys aren't staying at the Hilton? Uh, no. What hey, you're the, one, you're the one walking around flush with all that Clingspore money. <laughs> so, no, I'm those not. checks don't seem to I'm make gonna, their way as far sell, north as North I'm Carolina. I'm selling the Prius to pay for the trip. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you hand over title, do they give you your balls back? Hey, here you go. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, maybe is he? Is he? Is he managed to to buy the only car that is actually drill powered? Yeah, that's. Uh, it, it plugs in. It's got a charge. Plugs in, right, right on. So yeah, um, if you guys get a chance uh, in Hickory, North Carolina, coming up two weekends from this coming, please join us. We'd love to see you. Love to hang out with you. Love to shake your hands. Mike's going to be signing stuff, so you know oh, what. Basically, yes. anything you want, he'll sign it. I only, by the way, if you bring me a breast, I only do that for men. So the, oh, just wow. not to make it weird, but um, yeah. By the way, this is uh, when we're recording this. It won't go out for about a week. So by the time you hear this, it'll be, it'll be a it'll week be following weekend. Yeah. So, so twenty six and twenty seven. Hurry. So yeah, we'll be there. Come sit. Come say hi. Get a selfie. Yeah. So get get two. I wouldn't. Maybe. I'm not going to share my room with you, but you guys are welcome to sleep in the Prius if you know you need a room. So, mm. just saying. He's got a nice pink blanket in the back seat. You can cover up with. It's not pink. It has unicorns on it. That's yeah, some white too. Yeah, sorry, but anyway. So uh, Izzy, I see you're uh, you're you're putting uh, stacking the YouTubes with content again. Yeah, um, yeah, two or three a week, trying to. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually nice to see. Um, so I've it, said before, it actually you. is really good to be back on and making stuff again. It feels good. So what you uh, what you been up to since the last time we spokeaged? Well, I built a really cool multi. I call it the multi tool workbench just because it does a crap load of stuff. Um, so I got that up on the on the YouTube's this morning. Uh, that was a fun build. Actually, that was actually one of the, the few damn things I built out of necessity. I'm looking back at the last year and going. Yeah, I really don't typically build things out of necessity or want or need. I build them because I want to try them and I want to see if this will work. So um, that's basically my MO. But I was, uh, I needed, we're just about to install electricity up in the big shop and we've got uh, the full size CNC from USB or from CNC router parts coming. And we have some other equipment that's going to need, you know, you have to put it together. So I wanted to have like this multifunctional tool cart that also worked as like a, a, a assembly station so we had a, a tool cart that we could do all our electrical work with and you know, tool cart to put all the tools together and maintenance all the equipment so it has um, a, basically a, a flip top lid that opens up and underneath it's all the tools that i will need to do all of this work and then obviously i don't need to um, do electrical work or install cncs all the time so the lid closes and it just functions as a normal tool cart so mm. That was one of the first builds I've done out of necessity in quite a while. And it came out really, I'm really happy with this build. My, for this shop, I'm really trying very hard to be, to stay organized, you know, mostly for the filming aspect of what I do. So I'm trying to do nicer builds rather than just slap together builds, if that makes any sense whatsoever. And uh, By the way, speaking of which, the next time you use that goddamn pneumatic vice and you don't say keep your fingers out of it, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> 
I'm going to come down there and take it from you. <laughs> it is it is freaking surprising. I mean, I thought it was going to be something that would just sit there. I use that all the time. It, it is crazy how handy and fast it is. I'm like, oh, yeah. Every time I see you use it, I'm like, I'm waiting to hear it. I'm like, the line's coming. We've talked about it enough. At this point, there should be a make sure you don't put your fingers in it or something. And it just, the time just passes. And I'm looking at the time code on the YouTube video. I'm like, he just moved right on. Yeah, I did. I did. Well, you know, sometimes that, right on. that video was originally 21 minutes long. I, it took me six hours to get that darn thing down to 12 minutes. I'm like, I, hold I, on a second. Let me, let me just real quick. Does anyone have a timer stopwatch? <laughs> Don't put your fingers in it. What was that? Two seconds? Second and a half. <laughs> Every every millisecond counts in a video, brother. Oh, so and that I'm I'm so, um, I don't know if you guys have been you know if you watch Instagram or see the stories I put out. Um, Meg from Sweet Aloha Aloha Designs has been in the shop with me now for been it's like we're just trying to with her she got a full time job kids I you know I, I have the kids here and everything else and with my schedule I've been trying to schedule time to get this build done and it's a fairly simplistic build but um. I'm telling you, when you try to schedule with somebody else, it gets a little bit tricky. So we've been now four days, I think, on this project that should have been like a five, four or five hour build, but we just about wrapped it up. We'll be finishing it up in the morning. So she's been in here in the shop. So I've been like building around her being here. <laughs> so it's just been a little bit crazy, but uh, mm -hmm. this project we're on is actually a pretty cool build. This is kind of a modern rustic thing that we're doing and that video will hopefully be out tomorrow and i if you guys aren't following meg over on instagram sweet aloha designs go check her out she is this super cool just really sweet girl um, she does some amazing projects and she's only been doing this for four years and i've got to tell you i've seen her in the shop with working with tools she's she's mad skilled at what she's doing um She's cutting straight. She cuts a line, a line straighter with a circular saw, our skill saw, than um, most grown men I've seen use one. It's it's pretty intense. So she's got a lot of talent, ability, and she's uh, growing quickly over on Instagram. So if you guys go check her out, super cool, nice lady, and having a lot of fun with um with her in the shop. It's kind of weird working with somebody else when you're filming because you kind of get into a pattern, a sequence of um how you do things and then you throw somebody else into the mix and it just screws it all up you're like oh wow this is so different it takes so mm -hmm. much more time filming with the second person so so that's been a lot of fun um she'll we'll be done tomorrow with that project i've got a pretty cool one planned for thursday and sunday's build is going to be pretty serious and then i have and I, I don't mind saying that here i've started planning out the um for my kids for christmas i want to build them a 20 30 foot tall drill powered ferris wheel and i've contacted a few you know this is an expensive build so i've contacted a few companies asked for help and it looks like that's going to be a thing so i'm i've been what? working on the on the model for that and uh, working out the engineering um issues with it to make sure it's all something going to work and uh, it's got a couple of unique features about it so i'm excited to get that out there so it looks like as of right now no promises but um I'd say 80% sure that I'm going to be able to build my kids a very large, <laughs> you know, 20, 30 foot tall drill powered Ferris wheel for their Christmas present. Nice. So, yeah. So yeah, I, uh, that. that's I what I've been up to, Mike. Shop. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I, I went out to work in the shop and, um, I, I don't know the people that are watching on YouTube can see the, uh, here and here. 
I got I got hit in the face with the piece of wood that jumped off of my miter saw. So I stopped working in the shop and decided to not do that anymore. So it was <laughs> so, uh, and I'm sure someone's screenshotting this right now to put up on our uh, our group because yeah, you guys hate me that way. So uh, by the way, uh, I wear eye protection every time I touch a power tool, and this is exactly why. <laughs> so. Because this is the second time in six months that I felt something bounce off a pair of safety glasses that was going for my eye. So, yeah, that's uh, crazy. Well, the eyes little, have it. Little tip from your your uncle Mike there: wear protection. There's maybe something. I wear eye protection in the shop too, but only because I can't see if I take them off. Yeah, no, well, I I have perfect vision, and I'd like to keep it that way. So <laughs> that's the uh, that's the hope. But. Uh, yeah, outside of that, uh, not much going on for me. The uh, working, working, and more working, and uh, trying to get ready for, um, you know, just the 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 winter months are coming. I hired a couple new guys that did the the, uh, the full time job, uh, so they started. So I'm busier than I know how to be right now, and uh, you know, good stuff. But Joel, you had a uh, you had quite the busy and interesting weekend. I like to think so. Uh, so one of the uh, things that, um, our maker community does is uh we do craft shows and we do oh, fine art shows say naked jello fights but uh, yeah naked naked jello fights is on uh, on the weekdays though but uh so <clears throat> this year in an effort to expand my horizons um margo forced me to go out and actually do something other than sit in front of a computer and you know work on our internet sales so uh, this weekend we went to a very large, it's called the Cotton Pickin' Fair. It's in a place called Gay George, Georgia. And uh, it's, a, it's a huge craft show. It's uh, probably 1,500 vendors, maybe more. Mm-hmm. And probably about 25,000 people walked through the place between the two weekends. And uh, had some really good barbecue and, uh, and uh, fried chicken and, and collards and the whole bit. And uh, so everything, everything was really good. Our work that we do, um, as I suspected and further proved, was not the right match for that type of craft show. Uh, probably would do better in a fine arts kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I've got, I think, what would be a good discussion for people and the people that do want to make a living or at least supplement their living uh, in talking about craft shows and kind of pleasing the crowd for uh for increased sales so i two things fight in my head a lot which is i make things that are pleasing to me because i want to make them and uh, and and that goes right along with if people don't find them pleasing then they don't have to damn well buy them and then the other part of my brain is wants to pay the mortgage Who, who's, who's paying the light bill this month? Mm-hmm. Because my other side of my brain doesn't care who's paying the light bill. So, so it's always a, it's always kind of a fight between those two things where, where, you know, we know makers that they're very specifically, um, go after those popular items and those, um, what's in vogue at the time. Uh, for for pieces to fill out at art shows and craft shows and other buying festivities where there are vendors present. 
and uh, and that's fine. And we make fun of them accordingly because we're all snobs. We make fun of everybody, though. So yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not. Don't don't take that. You know, personally, or feel. No, feel free to take it personally. Oh, okay. Well, then take yeah, it personally. We're good at that. But uh, but I would tell you that after... if it makes you cry, just make sure you videotape it. Is all right. Right. <laughs> right. Always, always, always cry on camera, please. Yeah, exactly. So the so I thought I would take a few minutes and talk to folks who are thinking about turning their hobby into a a profitable enterprise that. Uh, can support either their hobby or themselves because there are plenty of people. There are folks that we talk to, and I, I spend a lot of times talking to other vendors. And actually, funny enough, vendors have their own kind of niche, and they uh, they're willing to talk about kind of what they do. And you always take those people with a grain of salt because you know we'll get we'll get descriptions of where somebody sets up at a fair like that. And they'll sell four or five thousand dollars, which I don't doubt that sometimes they do get four or five thousand dollars at a fair. Uh, and they say, "Well, you know, I I do I do ten of those a year, and basically I make enough where I don't have to work the rest of the year, or I work just in preparing for those shows." And I I believe that there are people that have <clears throat> really nice booze, and they've put a lot of money into this, and they've been doing it for twenty years, and they figured out how to work those things. Uh, and I think they do look to see what the crowd is buying. I bet you their stock has changed over those 20 years of doing this. And I kind of looked around and I said, well, we, you know, we make serving trays and, and cutting boards and knife block holders and little doodads and whoosie what's whoosie what's And that's what we do. And and I bet you there wasn't all together between all the wood fiber there. I bet you 60% was MDF, uh, 35% was pine and 5% were hardwoods. So we were just, we weren't in the right market for what we were doing, but, but that was okay because we sold a few items and we probably lost about three or $400, I think for the weekend overall, which was okay. So that would be my first point. Did you notice what kind of items were selling? Yes. What were what were the items that were selling? What was the the, the things that were moving uh, at the show? I feel like I'm getting ready to hear the term cheap shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, not cheap shit, but but so at least in this part of the country, and I think I would suspect throughout the Midwest, the South, uh, probably some of the Northeast. Although I think the theme changes a little bit, um, and the West Coast it changes a little bit. But, um, but basically think of anything that's shabby chic or countrified. So like Mason jars with your monogram for your surname. So there would be kind of a, kind of a greenish teal Mason jar MDF hanger. And instead of putting, you know, ball, which is the name of the company that makes Mason jars in the middle, it's kind of a cutout in, in like an M or a P or an S. Or something that you could hang on the door. Um, lots of yard art. The in here's actually funny. We have a commitment to copyright and trademark at our com- company, and I believe strongly in both of those things. And so we don't ever do, we don't ever do copyrighted or trademark things. You will never see a Packers or Atlanta Braves or a 
or a Harley Davidson come out of us because I think it's wrong. I morally, I feel that those people and those companies have a right to their property. But I'll tell you what, there was every Georgia Bulldog sign known to man there. There was every Alabama sign, uh, and, and roll tide and, and, uh, Falcons football and everything in the world that you put Harley Davidson signs that, that people make up because you don't have quite the visibility. But like, if I was like a guy that wanted to just make a living, like go around to companies and say, Hey, I'll protect your brand. We'll go to each one of these shows and just start taking pictures and names. It would be an easy thing to do. Be like, hey, you give me $300 every time that you we get you somebody to litigate against. I'd probably walk out of there with maybe twelve or $14,000 bill to hand some of these companies. I don't, I don't think Harley Davidson's going to make a lot of money from a guy that tears pallets apart for a living. You, you, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. But it's, it's one of those funny things. It might things. make them burn some of that stuff up but yeah, yeah there were so think. much disney and snoopy and harley davidson and and just signs um you know that you could you you're like okay that's that's not really art that's copying things in an artistic way um but you know that that's kind uh, of <clears throat> go ahead yeah i i you know i've seen a lot of this stuff and i wouldn't even agree that it's in an artistic way i think it's just you know <laughs> it's whatever that medium is if it's yeah. metal it's metal if it's wood it's wood exactly right right so it's it's so i you know as a company we committed ourselves even though i will i will uh uh be glad to tell anybody to certainly try out spartans and things like that i would whoop your ass if you came out with the name missing digit woodshop as your company name because that's mine and we you can't confuse our customers um it's bad for all parties and it's not good yeah, well, and that's the, I mean, you know, as far as the trademark thing goes, it's not, you know, you say it's art. I mean, it's, would they buy it if it didn't say Harley Davidson? No, absolutely not. You know what I mean? So that's the, absolutely not. I mean, if it, if that's the, if that's the sales pitch, then that's the value. And if you're taking that value from somebody else, then, you know, it is what it is. Now, the, uh, this is also coming from a man who makes things with, you know, logos in it all the time for, you know, Panthers and all this other stuff. Yeah. But, I give a lot of that stuff away. I'm not well, sure you don't that. sell your things, and, yeah, and I can not, understand that they're being I'm kind not of making a, a living doing right. it. Right. Uh, I, just, I just wanted to address the hypocrisy of my... Uh, <laughs> no, no, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you plenty give of a, people are going to follow me on Instagram going, hey, douchebag, I saw Jack Daniels trade from you just the other day. So Yeah, but we're, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're a commercial company, and I don't... A, I don't want to get a cease and desist letter from somebody, and I certainly don't want to get or a summons. money. Right, right, or owe them money, um, but more importantly, I think there's a, I think there's a, <laughs> I, I think if you're going to come up with something, and if the the world is going to continue to have original ideas, uh, then people have to, you know, reach a little farther than a motorcycle maker, you know, it's it, come up with something interesting. There's there are companies that, you know, there's a, there's a company called Simply Southern where they came up with some really cute ideas for their own designs and things like that, and. Anywhere in the South, you'll see every 35 to 45 year old woman, you know, wearing a shirt that's, you know, like Georgia and it has home in the middle of it and it's, you know, be tagged with simply Southern, you know, or I something could, like that. I could walk down two doors and grab the whole closet full of that stuff. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's not impossible to come up with a brand and things. Anyway, that's a sidebar for another day. But, but, uh, but a lot of the stuff that was, I would, I would call it, um, 
personally, I would call it disposable art, or I would call it bric-a-brac or things like that. Now, I, I hope those people are proud of what they're selling. My guess is they're making those things not as an effort to be artists, but as a, an effort to be a profiteer, um, which is, again, fully acceptable, but you have to figure out where your camp is. You can't get all highfalutin about it, you know, if that's, if that's your shtick. And so what I thought is, as we were investigating these these booths and and how people spend money, I thought, you know, it'd be really nice. We can do our fine art stuff at fine art places, but craft fairs won't support us if we do that or continue to do that. And we it will only do this to a certain point. It's we use it as a as a way to ping off ideas and to interact with customers. I can tell you that probably 1,500 people stopped by and said the Spartans were the coolest thing they'd ever seen. We had them all out on full display, and they stopped by there. Every kid came by and said, oh, that's amazing. And every guy, and there were lots of ladies in about their 30s and 40s that were like, oh, that's childish. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, exactly where the money is. Right. And, uh, so, uh, so we got tons of people and we sold, I think two. So now during that day, I think I sold 14 online. So I, I don't, it's, it's, uh, it's know your market. So I did come up with two actually kind of cool ideas and I'll share them because I think they could be used anywhere. Uh, so if we take away from the art side of things, and we go to, well, this is a, these are people that have cash in their pocket. They're wanting to take something home to, to either decorate or to have a memory, uh, something to commemorate the memory of going to this big event. And this was a paid event. This is called a vendor event. So you actually have to pay to get in to pay people money to buy their stuff. So it, it kind of, it, it kind of cuts out a certain, like everybody's there to walk out with something. So you just got to be that person that they walk out with. So I have two cool ideas. Uh, the first one is, is the most, uh, I, and I haven't seen either one of these, but, uh, is the most reasonable one. And since we're a production company, we can make lots of something. So we're going to do a, I think we're going to do next year, a, you paint Christmas ornaments, and it's going to be a booth set up in Christmas theme. And the walls and vertical stands are going to be chocked full of wooden ornaments and then kits that you can give as gifts for people to paint and hang up on their trees. So every grandmother, every grandparent, every mom can give their kid a little ornament that says Joshua 2018 or 2019. <laughs> and Well, not if they're Joshua, but they would use whatever name they have. And the inventory would probably be like, uh, probably be close to a thousand things with about 200 different varieties, probably five of each. And you just go through the list. And I was looking at the numbers and the people that are kind of walking around with Christmas festival stuff. And I think you could probably pull off about five or 6,000 <laughs> at a show that size, uh, for the weekend. And I think that would be fairly reasonable. Do uh, do one for six bucks, two for for ten. Sell a little fishnet bag with uh, you know paint and glitter and, and a paintbrush and stuff in it for another. You know, buy one ornament and get that all together for fifteen dollars. Uh, that's not an unreasonable sum. They're going to spend eight dollars on a barbecue sandwich. So it's a it's a quick, easy stocking stuffer or something like that, and it doesn't require any 
real interaction with uh, with somebody at the booth. You don't have to have a long conversation telling them your whole story. I mean, they're ornaments. People are going to go in going, oh, these are cute little wooden handmade ornaments. And, of course, we'll run them on the CNC or the laser, and we'll batch out 200, 300 of those at a time, quarter-inch, high-quality Baltic birch or MDF, depending on what we, you know, Mm-hmm. what what looks best and what works best uh and so we'll run through the biggest issue will be making all the designs you know and getting all you those know, names put in those one of the things that i realized because i i actually we there was a uh town just outside of where i live they have this you know the the town is alive thing that they do and and uh we've been to a couple of them this year and one of the things that i i think and i actually said this to my wife as we were sort of walking around because we bring the kids there and all this stuff um the the part that I think a lot of people miss is they don't think about the customer experience. Um, you know, like what, if I went to that thing, I left there with the idea of taking something home to put on my mantle or hang on the wall or whatever. Right. So, um, what is the thing that if I were making stuff that I think I could put in front of people that would fill that need? Right. Because there was a guy sitting there. Um, he had a you know, woodworker, I went over and talked to him for a bit and he had some of the most beautiful work. I mean, he had these segmented bowls that yeah. he was selling for three, $400 a piece at a place where you buy a $4 con, you know, corn dog. And, uh, you know, you got to step over a diaper to get to his booth. You know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, no. you're like, dude, what, you know, and I, and I'm like, this thing is unbelievable. He's like, oh yeah, it's made of, you know, he named off like 15 different types of hardwoods that are exotic and stuff. And he had any of these, you know, he was selling pens for, you know, $30 for a pen. And he just had all like this super ornate chessboard that was like a thousand dollars. And I was, you know, I was like, you know, how's it going? You sell anything this week? He's no, I haven't sold much. And I was just like, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, (laughs) it's kind of just, it's, it's the wrong, you know, you're, you're serving steak through a drive-thru and it's just, it's it's not the right thing. But, but the, so many people were like that, you know, and then there was a guy who had a booth where, you know, he just made, um, you know, laser, you know, obviously a laser guy, but he just had these, you know, uh, coasters with practically anything you could imagine, you know, States, you know, we, we, we bought a bunch of stuff from him just because I thought it was clever, but he had, uh, coasters that had North Carolina, um, you know, New York cutouts, um, you know, all these things. And they were, you know, a couple bucks for the, for the set. And then he had something to hang on the wall and, you know, that that type of thing. I mean, it, you can take that home. It's unobtrusive. It doesn't require its own spot. Like it was, you know. And that was the thing I said. I was like, this guy. He's thought about why are people here and what do they want to buy. Right. Right. You know. And the guy who's got you know, there's a guy, a welder who had these gigantic fire pits that look like the Death Star and you know Tolkien's castle and all. This. I'm like, holy shit, man! Like this, you know, how much are you selling that thing for? He's like, oh yeah, that's fifteen hundred. And I'm like, have you sold any? And he's like, uh, yeah, well, we sold one to a guy and this, you know, and I'm just like, I'm trying to think like how much time would you have invested in that thing? And what, what, I mean, what would make you want to bring it to this place? I mean, who, who's coming here with their kids to ride a, you know, Ferris wheel that looks like it's going to fall down at any moment and, you know, leaves here with a $1,500 fire pit, you know, I'm just right. like. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. So you look at it, at those type of shows, we definitely fit in more like a fine art show where there are people that are doing painting and sculpting and, and throwing pots and, and those kind of things. And this show wasn't, this isn't a flea market show. This is a, I mean, you pay to get in the door. These are vendors that are 
uh, what's called a judge show where you give your work in and um let's just say that apparently i'm guessing the judge was like oh wow this is pretty cool because i know some of the stuff they had to look at to, to let these folks in you know and went oh okay this guy makes you know little gnomes out of flower pots great mm-hmm. so and, and and i'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not knocking that because i saw more than one walking by but there was a guy you know who made all the cedar bird feeders and stuff like that and they were selling and the people were walking out with them you know those kind of things lots of yard art lots of wall signs lots of uh monograms monograms if you if you want to set up a four by eight you know machine i bet you could pay for that in two shows if all you did was you know you and and a can of rattle can of teal and white and and a couple of of bows <laughs> and you had a you had a hundred dollar pop-up tent you go you you clear two thousand dollars a day so it's it's a it's an easy way to do things because there you know there's a way to pull at people's interests and people are narcissistic bastards so if you can get a name if you can get a monogram if you can get some sort of personalization that's always if if you want to set up and take one of the the cute little epilogue or or cheap chinese lasers and set it up at the booth where you do photos of people on their keychains a little wooden keychain and did a photo etching of it like while they wait or or have them come back in half an hour Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, hell you could do dog tags burn off the anodizing in, in 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 custom dog tags while people waited you know you'd sell 1500 of those you know that people want to have just for then you know go wild um so my so the so the idea of having like a like a themed christmas shop for ornaments like a you paint where we don't have to do any finishing because you know that's the hard stuff you know, we just give it a quick light sand and it goes in the pile with the other Freds and the other Bettys and the other Sues and the 2018s and the little frogs and the cocktail glasses and the snowflakes and the snowmen and Santas and, and whatever else, uh, you know, motorcycles on as ornaments, you know, everything that you can think of mm-hmm. that, that people are into and tag everything with the year 2018 or whatever. Um, you know, then, then those are just vectors you create and you start making 10 a day and you start running them off on a machine and you give them a light sanding and throw them up with a piece of ribbon. And by so, the end of a couple of months, you have six, 800. What's, what's the other idea that's more, right. that's, so it's crazier than that one. Cause the, the other idea is actually kind of fun and it, and it does a price point that's a little higher. I think it would be. I think you'd sell, and it would take a couple of different events to do, but I think there are a couple of places that would be uh, literally magical, and that's where you made and you turned wands on site. Now, you'd have an inventory of wands, but you do like like a Harry Potter Ollivanders kind of a thing where you have kids that come up, teenagers, tweens that come up, and you have wands, and they get to pick out their wands and you custom engrave their name or something, or you do something that's uh, where they get to walk away with a, with a whatever wood you're making, you know, you, you make up 150, 200 of them, sell them with a little quarter-inch plywood box that's stained nice, or you figure out something for it, and, uh, and you have a demo going on the whole time 
with somebody that's kind of in character, you know, somebody that's, that's doing the show for, for turning wands. Basically you're turning spindles, you know, on a small bench top lathe. And, uh, I bet you could sell those for 35, $45 a pop. And I bet you at the right kind of event, if you went to Comic-Con or Dragon Con, or you went to other events that were, um, maybe fantasy related or even, even just got to a hell, you could go to like a Lollapalooza, you know, where there's a, there's just a younger crowd. That type of thing seems like you'd have to theme like the booth and have some actors and everybody's wearing the same outfits. I don't think you'd theme it, but if you could do like, uh, if you could do like a modern, like gap kind of a logo where you do like, like magic ink instead of going all crazy time period Victorian, you could probably like wear cool little, you know, black shirts. You'd probably need a couple of people work in the booth. But I think uh, you'd, you'd need a you'd need a guy that walked around going Harry Potter like just have right, this stupid right. accent like you yeah. you'd you'd have you'd to play the with whole it. thing right you'd have to play with it a little bit maybe a smoke machine here or there or you know something fun but I bet you'd sell the ever loving shit out of them and I bet you if you did 150 well you know if you sold 100 of them between two days at let's say 40 dollars a piece that's a four thousand dollar weekend for wood that almost costs you nothing because it's a you know, figure a 16 inch piece of scrap, something walnut, spruce, oak, anything, but pine, right? Just, just anything, Paduke, whatever you can find scrap. So you buy one board and you, you know, you can cut 50 blanks out of it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you do all that off site because Izzy will tell you, it's not hard to set up a, a lathe duplicator for that kind of work. And you could come up with about five, six, seven, eight designs. And then kind of personalize them as you go along, do a little Dremel action on them. Each one spend a minute on kind of, you know, breaking the, the monotony of it and kind of personalize it. I think you would have a good four or $5,000 weekend for that, Hmm. which to me, you do five or six of those. That's, you know, $30,000 isn't bad for a hobby. You know, you'll spend a little bit of time doing it and putting it together and everything costs a little bit of money. Well, if you can theme it too and actually have some fun with it. Exactly. Know, and I mean, you get to dress up there in a cloak and act like a real asshole. Right. Right. And these kids See, are like, if be I like, did something like that, like I would act like a real, like it would be, I'd be in character all weekend to the point where my family would be like, all right, dad, snuff of this. And be like, mm, <laughs> it's never enough. It's magic everywhere. They're like, all that's right. right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> had right. enough of your shit. <laughs> You pay attention or I'll shove this wand. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make me turn you into a stone again. You know, just, just some dumb yeah, but see, but you see, you get the, you get the point of it. You could have a lot of fun and you could, you could treat it like Halloween for five, six, seven shows a year. And, and if, if that's a, if that's something that, that those kind of themed ideas where and I, so I saw, I th- kind of started thinking about themes because a lot of these places did have a light theme to them but they weren't amusing in any way. If you did a Christmas shop where it was you paint ornaments, we'd have Christmas trees. We'd have the music blaring for Christmas time. We'd have all the sparkly lights going, you know, it'd look like a damn Macy's uh, storefront window mm-hmm. by the time we were done setting up the thing. So it's, it's uh those would, if I went in the direction of, of, of especially the ornaments of doing that and, 
that would be for profit. Obviously, I I would take only so much pride in what we did because it was a simple thing meant to generate money. Mm-hmm. The wands might be a little bit more fun because at least you get to put your little personality in it. You could do a little sorting hat where somebody picks out and they get whatever wand that you know the hat says they the, get. The discount you know? wand. Yeah, the discount wand. You know, you know, maybe, he- maybe, maybe the hat has a golden wand in it that's covered in, you know, uh, in and there's only one of them in it, and they they pull out chips, and somebody that that weekend is going to get the golden wand. You know, you could do all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, no, I. I- I think that I mean that's, uh, you know, I, I, that would be cool if you were to do that down, uh, you know, down in um, like Myrtle Beach. They have a magic quest, which is like one of these indoor, you know, you buy wands and run around, and it's like a interactive game that you actually sure. live in. You know, getting set up outside one of those places would be, you know, you, you just that that whole thing is all about location and you know because you, yeah. you can't you can't show up at the you know the the my town is a live festival with that you know unless <laughs> you know. Unless you're really committing to it, you know, like you're doing a play in the park type of deal. But um, Izzy, you're yeah, but there, you you look like you have an idea. <laughs> no, no? Um, you know, if I was going to be a vendor at one of these shows, I wouldn't do any woodworking projects. I mean, if I wanted to make money and I mean real money and support a family, I would be a food vendor of some kind. You know, a Hawaiian shaved ice or hoagies, oh yeah, corn dog or something. That's you know, I wouldn't. I mean, if it was just about money, it wouldn't be the woodworking thing. It would be food uh, because there's just way more money in it than there is in the the woodworking aspect of it. If you're looking at it as a way to supplement your income or maybe even pay for your hobby, then yeah, I understand the woodworking. But I mean, if it comes from a purely business side of it, like, hey, I'm I'm here to support my family. I'm here to make a living. I'm not doing the woodworking projects. I'm I'm selling food. That's what I'm doing. Well, it's funny because the two most successful people I could see were the bath bomb lady and the lady that made the all natural dog treats. <laughs> Man, like those, any, are the, those are the two people with that, dogs. that look, they had they had constant traffic in and out of their booths like this. Sure. Year. Yeah, the guy that made the uh, the the pistol walking canes. That guy made he made no money the entire weekend. But the the lady that's like, yeah, I smashed sweet potatoes into dog treats. That lady couldn't she couldn't get that stuff out fast enough. You know. You know just, yeah. Uh, again, you know, those are that's a great story. But if I'm looking for the sure thing, I'm I'm doing the food carts. You know, because um, you go to any of these events and look at the food carts, there's always a line at them. You know. Oh yeah. But anyway, oh, yeah. I mean, that, we, 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 I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm, we're talking about, you know, profiteering here. We're not talking about the art side of it, but yeah, I mean, I agree with Joel. I think that, you know, when you, when you are in, in these markets, you really need to know what you're doing. You need to know the, first of all, you need to understand the venue, the, you know, what, what is that venue? And this, the only way you, you discover that because there's really no internet site or, or information other than perhaps networking with other vendors that, you you know, do the same sort of thing. Um, there's really no way of knowing, you know, what these, what your outcome is going to be until you've tried it. And the really crazy thing is these things change from year to year. Some years you must like Joel's experience that, you know, I mean, it was a rough year next year. It might be, he has a product that's a little bit more in for some reason or another and, and sells a ton of them. So it's just, it's, it's really hard to gauge it. I mean, um, you know, you sometimes, uh, you you get to know the events if you do this a lot you get to know the events that work 
for you and for what you're doing. Um, but as far as, you know, there's no, I don't think there's any winning product for any particular one event. You know, each, each event's going to be a little bit different. And I think you need to, you know, know your, know your demographic and uh, try and apply what you understand about your demographic to each particular event. So anyway, my, my two cents. Yeah, worth. see, those trade shows to me always, I mean, we've, again, I've been going to this one in the town by me, we've gone to every year for probably 10 years now, and it's terrible. I, we, I, every year we say we're never coming back to this thing, and every year I end up there again, and because, uh, yeah. you know, because I hate myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the, you know, it's always the guy who's got the little trinkets that, you know, he, what he, he gets what he gets on them, and then you know, the, the sort of random one-off stuff like, you know, the bath bomb lady is real popular this year, but you know, I, I don't remember seeing one three years ago, you know? Well, right. Yeah. Right. And, and the next guy that's popular is the guy that's selling the toys that gets the kids to shut up. You know, I mm. mean, those little whirly gigs, if you, you know, sell those little hand spinners, you know what I'm talking about? You spin them in your mm. hand, oh, they yeah. fly around or, or things that, you know, are really dirt cheap. I'm talking five, six, seven, eight, ten, 10, you know, up to $20. Um, I can tell you that I saw a ton of like just pop guns, yeah, you know, just, you know, just rubber, the cork guns, rubber band guns, pop guns, anything that you can buy your kids to get them to just, you know, to distract them for a half an hour so you can enjoy walking around the market. There's your next, you know, there's the next money maker. So, um, well, and the, the crazy thing about that is that every year I go there with cash in my pocket, I mean, every, I'm, Constantly. And, and, you know, I mean, for me, some things I don't buy just because I can make them, you know what I mean? But, sure, sure. Um, you know, so, I mean, there, there's, but I, you know, I, I go there with generally I'll have a hundred hours in my pocket, you know, in cash, just ready to give it to somebody, you know, and it's, uh, you know, and they've got, you know, the, the guys that make the pallet wood stuff, you know, I mean, obviously I'm just not his market because I got pallets sitting outside the garage, you know, so it's like, uh, I, I don't need to buy that stuff from him. Although I have bought some stuff. I did buy one year. I bought something from a guy that I could absolutely went home and made, but it was a clever idea and the, the dude was so cool. I was like, I was like, yeah, let me get, let me get two of those. And my wife was like, you're not buying that. You can make that. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, he, he's earned that money. I mean, at this point. So it's, um, sure. Uh, and I don't even remember what the hell they were. I'm pretty sure they broke and I threw them away <laughs> a couple of years ago, but yeah, those trade show things. I mean, I don't, um, I, I don't know that the, the problem with those type of things is if you go out to like make a living, selling those things you either got to have just cheap shit you know what i mean like you got to have balsa wood nonsense that you can carve somebody's name in or you know i've never seen anybody like that guy with the you know segmented bowls and in this chess piece that you know that i was like i i I don't even want to touch it like if i broke this i don't know that i could you know afford to even to buy it from him um you know that I, I the whole time we were walking around there and I'm just thinking what are these people doing here like what are they hoping to sell i mean it's you know and you do have the, you know you got the one guy over there with the uh he's got a truck full of all the NFL and collegiate stuff and you know he's selling some of that stuff but that's you know again you know goes back to the whole that guy's just waiting to get his balls sued you know so it, it that's that's not a sustainable business by any stretch and that guy didn't look like he was going to be around after the show for very long anyway so um but yeah, I don't, I, I've never really thought of, cause I've actually thought, uh, you know, what do we, if I were to make something to bring here, what would it be? And I've never had a good answer to that question. Um, I think the magic wand thing would be cool if you did it right. Oh, that's, that's absolutely brilliant. I think it's a great yeah, toy, but you'd really great. have to do that right. Like you'd have to have, you'd have to be over the top with it. 
Like it would. Oh yeah, you. I mean, you'd you'd put you're on selling a little, the experience. You know, the yeah, sizzle is way better than the steak there. So. You 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 turn. You know, you you you'd probably put on a little headset microphone, and you know, start throwing the incantations out as you're carving along. <laughs> you know, you do you do the whole bit. You wear the funny hat. Little Hogwarts, and, little Hogwarts uh, booth yeah. action going on. That'd be awesome. Yeah. No, the, let me. The the best way there is the uh, you got to get a Mary Poppins wannabe, just you know walking around doing the because uh, that's coming back too. Like, oh yeah, you know, something with Mary Poppins. Oh, Mary Poppins, good. the sequel is coming out here shortly. So you you, the, you this is a no, perfect it's opportunity. Not. Really? You care about that? Yeah. Oh, what do they got? They got MacGyver now. What else have they got out? The the Baywatch, the MacGyver, MacGyver, and Mary Poppins are not the same thing. But, no, no, uh, I'm just saying they, they're doing all these repeats of old classics. No, it's no, it's really not a repeat. This is actually the sequel to Mary Poppins. By like, it's the uh, the the kids grow up and she comes back to take care of them and their kids. Mm. I'm not. How okay. is it the, I'm just still. You not guys, okay. you guys, I'm not okay live on the this. internet. How did you not stumble into this? I'm not because I don't live on the internet. I live in the shop. The internet's the product of me living in the shop. What? what <laughs> I'm, no, hey, I, I know. Fifty-four I know. minutes in, I didn't mean to ruin your life. I'm, I'm perplexed. Is <laughs> <laughs> he's now contemplating where he's been he's all like, his life? He's like, what? Why? Why? Don't ruin I, a good thing. Well, I was, you know. I thought, you know, and being at wood shows and, and seeing people that turn like, like it just, it's been clicking over that we've, that, that actually, that idea came to me three years ago because we got approached when we went to Maker Faire Atlanta by a lady for Dragon Con. And she's like, I love your work and it's awesome. And, and it, it would really fit in a Dragon Con. Give me a call and we'll set up a booth for you and you can do, you know, we have, 50,000 attendees or something and uh, people would love what you guys do and she's like do you need do any live demo and most of our stuff is you know computer controlled work and that's not exactly mm. friendly for what you we say, do so it, I it, you say yes of course I do a live demo and then right. figure so, something out so, later so so as I'm like as we're packing up and things like I have a dragon I bet you I bet you we could do a live turning and have people watch us on the lathe which is just fun to watch you know, there's always the, a crowd around people that are turning. The problem with lathes is that it is, you know, turning is a, you know, that's a patience game, right? Like it's, and, and every time I've ever been to a convention and someone's sitting there turning something, uh, I could be asleep twice before they finish whatever the hell they're working on. And I know <laughs> well, there's it, plenty of it, turners it, out there that want my head, but if you were to do those little wands, like you'd, you'd have enough, you could keep the attention span of somebody long enough to so make so that he, interesting, he, right? So right, so the guy's he, doing turning segmented bowls. That bitch is going to lose me at some point. There's no right, way I'm watching right, his ass right. for There's, an hour and a half. You can't do that. The same goddamn thing. So, but if you do, if you had had roughed out blanks, right, where you set up, let's say you do a you do a, a angle grinder attachment for like a lathe duplicator, and you you run out five or six different templates, and you get these things roughed out, you could slap one in the lathe. And in five minutes from the start to finish, you'll be on sanding and, and, and maybe decorating or something, uh, on these. And you'd be able to do demos, maybe eight minutes long, 10 minutes long, where mm -hmm. there would be a wand able to be sold right then. Well, and that's uh, why that idea is, you know, as far I, as I the don't think that goes, would... that's pretty smart because, you know, you, you can have, you can hold somebody's attention for eight right. minutes. You know what I mean? So. Right. Or you could just set up a jig with a planer blade and cut it and 
15 or 30 seconds. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, you're, you're, you're taking to... some of the magic away. Mm, right. Well, you... I don't know that you are. I mean, if you take this, you know, the, uh, the object or the appeal to her turning is you got this object that's spinning at a high speed and, you know, you put a tool up against it and it turns it into this shape. I mean, you're still doing the same thing. You're just not taking as long. But it's not magical. Have you ever, <laughs> why do you think why it's made to make so much money? I mean, you look at all the machinery and stuff that they, I, all it is is some guy talking with a little bit of background music and talking about machinery. People love to see process. Yeah, so, they do. They do. I just, they, I just want to see Joel's wizard's cloak arm get caught up in the lake and spit his sleeve <laughs> right off. <laughs> you, you would have to do you'd have to do magic tricks at the booth too i'm, I'm just thinking you know card tricks or spongebob tricks or um using a, like an invisible thread reel to make something float around or whatever you know but it would be you cool a I, fog I machine love the and idea. a glitter cannon yeah, a fog machine with... and a glitter cannon i mean some strippers got to be selling that like you can you could probably pull that off oh yeah, yeah. you could do you could do a little fog you could do a little light you could do a little strobe action you could do you know, all you could do like that would be that by far is the most fun. You know, if like you, if you want to make money at trade shows or these kind of things, and, and don't go the to thing. them. No, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, you know, sell um, sell river tables. <laughs> yes, just call them something different. <laughs> so, you know, stream tables. You know, whatever you want to call them, but all all things being equal, honestly, um, you know, woodworking, what we do. What this community does, little woodworking, fabrication, metalworking. This is not a way to get rich, guys. And you know, and if that's what ever you know, if that's what you're looking for, uh, get a different job because I've met very few rich woodworkers. Um, in fact, depending on your definition of rich, I I don't think I've ever met any. You know, as far as you know, well, we did a uh, by the way, we did a podcast on you know what rich is just not that long ago. You can uh, check that out. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google. Right, Play. financially wealthy people. <laughs> um, I don't know any. You know, I, some of the best people in the industry that I uh, that I come from in the rustic world. Some of the best designers. Some of the guys that have just done the most amazing pieces that you've ever seen in the industry are still folks that struggle with you know things like. Most folks struggle with how do you pay the bills, you know what? And you know, so it's not. This isn't an industry you're ever going to get rich in. No, this is this is a labor intensive industry, and any time that you scale up, it's the same problems. It's just bigger numbers. You just move the decimal. It's not. I mean, it, it really. It, you, either you're paying you or somebody else, or you're paying a whole lot of people. It's. It's there's some benefit to scale, but yeah. there it's it's not it's not like you're ever going to go from making. $5,000 a year doing this to making $500,000 a year just because you were able to cut some costs down. It's not. Yeah. Well, the problem is the, the biggest problem that you run into with scale for what we do is that at some point you're dealing with the, uh, the Chineseium, right? So it's uh, a lot you know, of it. Yeah. The small, the small, humble, you know, um, that that's a selling point for a lot of folks, right? So once you get up to the point where you, know, you could make half a million dollars a year doing this, well, now you're, now you're competing with the, uh, the Ikeas and the targets of the world and they're getting all their shit from overseas. So you, you know, you, you're, you're almost capped at, you know, you're, you're capped at a certain height just because, 
anything above that, now you got to start making everything in Vietnam and Indonesia. You know, it's like, so, you, you know, well, where, where do you go from there? There's a lot of money. There's a lot of money to be made in that, in that, um, you know, um, circus arena as well, if you play oh, it absolutely. right. But, you know, again, what we do is only scalable to a certain point. You know, once you become a large manufacturer, the, um, the nightmare of, of the overhead and and the labor force and everything else that you take on is, is huge, but we're, we're not mm-hmm. talking about that. We're talking about, you know, doing shows and stuff. That's not, you know, it's, we, um, we have available to us now that something we didn't have 15, 20, 30 years ago, which is the internet. That's a great place to make money. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're selling products that are large and aren't really shippable, then why not, you know, exploit that to your, to the best of your capabilities. And I mean, I think ultimately there's more money to be made there because you're not paying for show fees or travel expenses or taking sure. that valuable time to, and I mean, this is my two cents, Joel, you know, um, in, unless you can hit upon a show that happens to fall very much upon what you're doing or uh, that fit falls in your niche, if you know, if you will, um, it just doesn't make, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's and that's the conclusion I think we've we've come to. And but here's here's my point in general is I didn't know that. Like I I didn't for our product line. I think there are some things that we might fit better with, but the sheer volume of these particular shows that we have uh, would give us a good indication of where we sat in that market. Mm-hmm. And so it was a way for us to relatively inexpensively test out. Now, $300 loss doesn't sound like a lot. I think we made $500. I think it cost me about $800 to do the show altogether. I would also also say that you also have prep time, travel time, setup time, your time there, teardown time, take-home time. So you say $300, you're talking about a cash value. I mean, when you start talking about the intrinsic and the actual value of the time that you spent No, no, no. I mean, there, there was a lot of sweat involved with that too. I, I, I I didn't, I only paid myself a minimum wage in that particular, because I would have been crying had I paid myself my actual wage. Um, (laughs) so it's, it's a, it's a, it's a way for us to, the other thing is I, I am an island. I get to see all what's on the internet and other people post and things like that. But I, I also get to experience other people's ideas when I'm forced to look at those people as competitors. And it gives you an eye in, in a way that, uh, that we can compete in a different way because what's applicable at a show is certainly applicable in say something like Etsy where you would have a chance to do the exact same kind of thing for roughly the same type of people without having them to go around to a hot show and stand in 90 degree weather. And so Etsy sales are very much like this show would be where there's lots of monograms and custom orders and things like that. And it allows us to look around and see what kind of people are interested and, and my job is to make money. Don't get me wrong. I'm proud of the work we do. And I'm proud of, of uh, the artistic skill that my people have and, and I have. 
No, I mean, uh, I, Joel, I'm going to vouch for you right here before I, before we go any further with this. You make incredibly cool products. All right, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing. There's no shame in what you do. There are amazing products. They're well thought out, great ideas, and amazing quality. And I, you know, I mean, that's that's 100 affirmed. Um, you know, so I don't, I didn't, you know, I well, right. To, I but I, I also to, need to make a living. Right. So, 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 so it, it was a kind of a nice. It was an experiment. It is an experiment. It will continue to be an experiment because we're not giving up on it quite yet to see if there are other avenues. If, if for no other reasons, we changed how. I, let me toot my own horn one quick second, which is. Mm. Right. Which is uh. our Spartan and the way we do stuff on a larger scale, basically being a guy in his basement wood shop. I don't think changed anything with the, with the home guy industry, but it it's at least admired enough where people talk to me weekly about how to improve what they do. Um, and I think I don't want to stop learning because I learn through mistakes. And if I am my own Island, I only get to make the mistakes on things that I come up with. And if I can, at least a couple of times a year, if I get out in the world and say, oh, this has become really popular or, oh, this is something that people are interested in and it's something I'm interested in, then maybe I can head towards that direction. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's a mistake or maybe it's a profitable thing or not. It gives me at least some additional information that I didn't have before to make decisions on. And so I'm, it's not a loss it's no 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 figure pretty much like this i paid three hundred dollars to go to school yeah and i um i think a lot of shows are that way and I, I don't know i mean i can't speak to the small the you know the type of um you know the craft shows and the flea markets and that stuff but some of the you know lo like log home furniture shows and, and things that i used to go to a lot of times you know we're paying three four five to ten thousand for a booth um, and we'd never make that at the show, but it always ended right. up, you know, th two months later, Hey, I saw you at the show in Wisconsin. I really loved your stuff. We're about to build this house. Send me your stuff. And, um, but again, it was also an education because we got to see a lot of the other product that was out there, the things that were doing well. Um, so you, there's value in that as well. And, um, so I just want, you know, it makes sense to point that out, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's, and it's, a. Well, I, that's actually very admirable. I mean, that's, um, it, it, I was joking with, uh, my, my wife and daughter the other day, um, probably a couple of weeks ago. And I said that I, it, there was a uh, server position that came up at the place. My daughter is a, um, uh, hostess. And I was like, you know, I, I, if they would hire me on a short term basis with that understanding, like I'd come work at weekends, I'd actually be interested in, you know, being a server for a short period of time. And, uh, you know, they're looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, no, I'm dead serious. And they're like, well, why the hell would you do that? And I'm like, because I don't know anything about that world. Like, it, 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 if nothing else, it's just a learning experience. Um, I had talked to uh, another guy about doing um, lawn work, like landscaping and stuff like that. Just, you know, hey, would, would, could I work for you on the weekends and just, you know, kind of go shovel and, you know, teach me what, uh, you know, what's the best thing for fescue and when to trim bushes and, you know, just kind of get into that world and play around in there a little bit. You know, most people are looking, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to have you come work for them for 10 minutes and then leave. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that with my ADD, I won't be interested for very long, but being able to have that learning experience 
just to be plugged into a world I'm not otherwise in, you know, because I don't, I mean, I didn't know anything about the mortgage business. I didn't know anything about retail. I didn't know anything about all these uh, different experiences until I had them. And, you know, now that I'm getting older and fatter and grayer, it's like all these experiences are, you know, there's less and less time to do dumb shit and see other things. And, you know, being a server in a, you know, on a weekend is not any new life changing experience, but there's just these different avenues of things that I just don't understand, don't know, and don't have any, you know, there's no, there's no insight into. And I don't even think they'd be great learning experiences other than, you know, just to be able to have some interaction in an industry. And some appreciation. Oh, absolutely. You I know, mean, you know a different, a different style to, of appreciation. Use, right. I, I, I'm always at restaurants. I need people to do, um, you know, landscaping and all this other nonsense. And just to be able to be plugged into those worlds for a little while, I think would be, uh, maybe not useful, but at least incredibly interesting, you know, and that's, um, you know, talk to people in insurance industries or, you know, computer things, you know, can I intern for you on the weekends, that type of stuff. And, um, just to kind of get my hands into other stuff just to see, you know, what's out there. So yeah, I, I relate very much to the, the idea that, you know, Hey, it, I'm, I'm okay. Keep, if I keep doing this, as long as I keep coming away with something that might give me a long-term benefit, that's, uh, well, and, the, and that was part makes of the a scary amount of sense to me. You just, <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, to me, you just described the heart and soul of every real, true, blue-blooded maker that there is. You just—it's curiosity. Sure. And I mean, it's, I mean, that's what I mean, drives us all, isn't it? I mean, we're we're makers because we're curious. We we build things because we're curious to see if we can. We want to understand how things work. That's what maker means. I mean, that's what we're this community that we're you know entrenched in is all about so that's just like i mean that's a just an amazing definition of what what it is to be a someone who is a, a maker is just to be curious about everything how many times have you guys seen uh, uh woodworkers or people that are wood centric switch over to something like blacksmithing because they've watched somebody else do it i did it 20 and, i mean 20 years ago i did that i mean i was like yeah. i wanted to learn how to i i yeah, mine was a Chris knife, you know, the Chris, the Chris knife with the little S pattern yeah. that comes down them. Mm -hmm. I saw a documentary and I wanted to learn how to make one. So I built a forge and I, I, I actually started connecting with people who did blacksmithing and I was pretty hot and heavy on it for about three or four years. And I actually got pretty good at making Chris knives and I'm like, okay, I, I can do it now. I'm moving on. So, moving on. Right. 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 And, and it's like, I have a long list of things I would love to learn how to blacksmith. I have a, I have a good idea of some things. But, you know, I'd love to learn how to blow glass. Like, I think that's just the coolest thing in the whole wide cool. world. Uh, glass. Mr. Glass. Uh, so, I, I uh, would, you know, too, except for it's really hot in that environment. It's really like hot. <laughs> so. we, you know, it's some things like like this weekend, it was 90 degrees and no wind to be found. And it's not supposed to be 90 degrees, even in Georgia in the middle of October. Mm. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, it's it's fun to get out of your comfort zone it's hopefully informative and i came up with a couple of and refined a couple of ideas that would work maybe not for me maybe not this year maybe not next year uh but certainly could work for somebody else and um you know there there are some there there's not a day i'm not i don't sit on the toilet without coming up with three ideas of something no you, we we actually discussed a, a really cool idea, Joel, that I am actually working on. I just haven't figured out how to design the mechanism yet. I still haven't battling with that stupid mechanism for it. Well, so, I mean, I I think that one's that one's going to be one of those things. You and I are going to get together. I'm going to drive up to you. We're going to take a camera and we're going to shoot a video. Then I'm going to put about a thousand dollars into Facebook advertising, 
<laughs> and I think we'll, 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 we'll go 50, 50 on it and we'll make uh well, I'm my Mike's here. We'll go, uh, we'll go 40, 40, 10. And, uh, <laughs> you need somebody to announce. I'll take five. Just, uh, you know, as long as I get a place to stay. Right. And, uh, and, uh, and, and we'll, you know, that, that's a million dollar idea, but it's just, and I was it, it, actually Ryan, uh, 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 originally, and I were just having to talk about those things. He's like, "Will you come up with some interesting ideas. And, and that's true. We all actually, as makers, all of us have great ideas in a, in a log book of ideas. And I said, <laughs> the, the idea isn't, isn't the hard part. I mean, it really isn't. It's the effort that you want to put in. You got to figure out where you want to put that effort. So our shows for us going to be the thing I put an effort in. Yeah, I might put a modicum of effort into that to see if, say, like something simple, like lasering out 600, 700 ornaments is something that I want to spend time on. Uh, or if I want to go really hardcore and think the wand idea and maybe only set up two shows, maybe go to Comic-Con, haul everything out, and maybe go to Dragon Con, you know, where we have an, a guaranteed audience that would be receptive to it and put on a show because i i'm i minored in theater and that sounds really fun to me so it may be not fun to somebody else but at least it's fun to me it's hell a lot better than selling smoked turkey legs you know it which yeah. probably you'd make more money at but smoked turkey legs but smoked turkey legs sorry i had a funny thought when you were talking about curiosity i think about our our community and like sort of the the makers as a whole and and how sort of curious and, and, and funny they are. And I thought I was like, you know, if you were at a maker convention or you were at another convention, which group would be more likely to fall off the couch trying to check out their junk? And uh, I think it's probably the makers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say that at a life insurance convention. So right. there's, uh, there's, got, there's at least one person in every maker chat room that's fallen off the couch trying to get a peek under their junk. So there's a... Uh, <laughs> yeah and then your kids find you and you got to explain what happened i mean i've heard i'm, I'm not saying it happened to me but you know <laughs> you I, know the, it, we, we were talking about we were talking about things that we'd want to do you know like like experience firsthand i've never really laid brick i don't know how to be a mason I, like I, uh, I i have laid <laughs> thousands and thousands of well, blocks and bricks come on, hang out buddy i got you covered on this one <laughs> Well, actually, I might have you down because I have a like I'd like to build like a pizza oven, and I think I understand the ideas behind it. But you know, it's always in the details, and until you do something, it's 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 those little tricks and tips that save you all the time and make a better product at the end. That really, it's one of those things where trade schools and and the idea of learning on the job apprenticeships are is the exact reason why they exist yeah they're because far some superior of those, to the the um the typical classroom right right or or things, even yeah. even so in trade schools good trade shows bad <laughs> yeah. is, the, uh, is that how you is that how we summarize all god, of this god please don't make that the title <laughs> oh, um god. So, so it's, uh, it's gotta it's, be now, right? I mean, no, like, how do I not no. make it? I think, I think it needs to be curiosity. I mean, because Joel's, you know, Joel's driven by the curiosity of what these shows can do, what he can do at these shows. And I mean, you know, I mean, curiosity is the spark of every great idea or is curious as a spark of, yeah, it's the spark of the spark of every great idea. Just be careful. So, you don't want to end up with a, you know, in the leather hood with the ball gag, you know, cause you got a little too far just, you know. 
<laughs> Make sure you know where to draw the line. Is all I'm saying. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that? the downside to that. I, I don't know what you're talking I, about. I mean, I don't either. I mean, just, you throw you, know. you throw a horse mask, a pair of jumper cables, and some motor oil into that. I think it's a party. So I mean, I'm more of a <laughs> I'm more of a monkey mask, adult diaper kind of guy myself. Uh, well, hey, everybody's uh, we, got their everybody's got their niche, or I, exactly. as Joel would put it, their niche. <laughs> Every, <laughs> you know, you know, all those in favor of various flavors of pudding. You know, raise your hand. <laughs> 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 and and we're done i i can't raise my hand my thumb's broken so. why did, why did you break your thumb i dropped the log on it smart smart Who? man all right so you want to blow glass and lay brick and i do I, so I think those would be uh, fun things i don't know if i have the time for them to do them but you know if there's ever a if there's ever like a company or a a, a, a a trade organization that did like, uh, you know, come out Saturday and Sunday and for 800 bucks, you learn how to, you know, make a, a wine glass or something. I'd be like, you know what? That would be, that's a worthwhile thing, mm-hmm. you know? And there are lots of, I know there are for wood at least where you can go to a, a wood mastery school and all they're going to teach you that weekend is like, this is how we're doing this particular joint. And you're going to learn how to do this thing and they'll they'll basically just have a master of that style of woodworking and they'll teach you that thing and it would be kind of fun i haven't researched it but i have a long list of stuff i'd like to do better at welding and glass blowing and bricklaying and 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 accounting (laughs) i'm just gonna do i'm just gonna go be a server for a few weekends and you know you you would actually do really well as a server you would absolutely hate the side work that comes with it and it's called side work by the way but I don't know what that means. No, but you will. You will. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, listen, we're uh, we, we, a pretty long one today, uh, so uh, we should probably be putting on the brakes. No, so. these people love to hear us. They love to hear us. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I love to hear me. But, uh, you know, That's right. At some point, I just got to go to bed. Um, this not drinking thing, you know, I don't know what to do with my, my free time. <laughs> so, anywho. Um, well, interesting conversation. Um, I think that the, uh, I'd actually be interested to get some guys on and maybe do a part two to this at some point, um, and get some guys like Ryan and some other folks that are, you know, really hip deep in that trade show world and just see what insights they have, or, you know, maybe everybody says, don't do them. I don't know. But, uh, I think that it, uh, maybe, maybe wrangling up some folks and doing another, uh, Another, you know, after you've had a few more experiences, uh, it, it, a couple more of these things, and yeah. get some other guys together and just, or maybe we can do it before you have some more of these experiences and keep wasting 300 a pop. Um, and, uh, but yeah, that might be cool just to get all these guys together and, and talk a little bit about, you know, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, what do they see, you know, and they're from all over the world too, you know, guys in Kentucky and, you know, folks all over the Northeast and whatnot and just see you know, what, what's, what's working in their markets and, and what things do they see that they think you might benefit from? Cause well, we'll uh, talk probably we'll, a shared knowledge there. We'll talk a little bit more about it because I've got one more show this weekend, just a Saturday. It's a judged fine art show and which is going to be a little bit, and it's local. Like there's not a lot of traveling and it'll be an easy setup and takedown. And, and we've got to kind of down how things, what we do. So it's, it's, uh, we're going to do that this weekend. We don't have anything after that. Uh, for this year and we're going to kind of regroup take a look at next year again we'll have the conversation a few more times i'm sure yeah stay and, tuned you know, folks joel i would say that you know um, is this a word of encouragement i think what you're doing is admirable and and you know i mean 300 dollars. honestly let's talk about that 
I've paid for experiences a lot more than three hundred dollars. So I mean, you know, <laughs> and th- and that was just that was just in Thailand, <laughs> right? So I mean, you're good, man. You're good. You learned a lot. It was a great experience. What do you, what else could you ask for? So, right, you know what? We'll we'll see how it runs, and and uh, the more information I have, the better, the better we can do what we do. And if it pleases more people, or if we can make a better dollar, you know, I'm I I won't snicker at anybody that's selling. You know, hey, if you want, you know, I'll come I, down there. I want to see uh, you. I'll, I'll I'll be the guy that does the sales pitch for you, Joel. I want to uh, see you break into like the kitchen utensil well, market where you're selling spoons and spatulas and stuff. Because I mean, across the industry and all the shows I've ever been to, those are the guys that seem to make make it wherever they go. People want to buy spoons and spatulas. I, I don't oh, understand yeah. it, but they, you know, uh, shows where nobody else is making anything, they're still bringing home a thousand, twelve hundred dollars a pop, and this is twenty five years ago. So that was, you know, good money. But uh, uh, it's it, again, it's one of those things where you can do demos if you can sit there and carve a spoon with, you know, with a with a hook knife. You know, mm-hmm. people just people just love that. They want to see any, the action. They they want to see the into, process. They're into the yeah, action. This the circle of life won't be complete until I see Izzy selling bobbleheads. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I, I think we're, we'll, we will more likely see you serving food before you see me carving bobbleheads. Is he, uh, might, as soon as I can get that. a make on it, I'm going to get a, a bobblehead of you uh, trying to break into a bank. See, a bobblehead yes. won't work on me because my head's so damn big, it'll just keep falling over. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll we'll but, make it work. Yeah, we, yeah we, The creative people will put it together. So, anyway. Well, listen, guys, uh, let's go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll sign off to the folks here. Um, you guys, uh, for those of you listening, if you are uh, part of the We Like to Make Stuff group, congratulations. Uh, if you aren't, get over there and sign up. Uh, the entrance fee is, is getting steeper, um, so uh, you want to get in there before we raise it for next year. And uh, our, Oh, website. Our website's back online, by the way. Uh, maybe I've oh, out of Dodge. It's still under construction, so uh, I've got you know some of the new shows up there and some very basic content for the time being, but I plan to expand on that, uh, make it a little bit more fun, um, maybe even put a forum and some other nonsense. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to consolidate all the Facebook and uh, Instagram and all that stuff over there and then have a page for suggestions and things like that. But um, more on that in the, in the future, but... For those of you that used to go to the website to listen to the show, that's back up. Uh, you can find us uh, on all the social medias, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're at Maybe Podcast. Um, so how do you like there. that Instagram love I've been doing? Uh, dude, it's pretty special. It's, so it's, been, not, it's um, been really cool to see, um, you know, to see things happening over on the Insta face. Oh, by the way, Joel's the one that manages that. So if you see me like something on there, it's because I actually, it's not, we're not liking our own posts. So that's, I uh, I do anyway. It doesn't matter. Instagram likes it when you like your own post. It helps you with their uh, sharing. If you like your own post, it shares it more. I like all my own posts. Oh, well, I like all your posts. So, Mm, for the least, well, I don't, I don't do it because I want to. I do it because I have to. Oh, you're so dirty. Anyway, well, I'm going to go find Glass because uh, Joel's got a job for him. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Glass to you. Mr. Glass to me. Mr. Uh, Glass but, to uh, you. Yeah, guys, uh, send us some messages and uh, hit us up on the stuffs. Um, we've become more active all over the place. And uh, don't forget, Think Sport event, when you listen to this, will be about a week and a half, two weeks away. Uh, if you can get to Hickory, North Carolina, I can't promise it'll be a good time. I can't even really promise that we'll pay any they attention to They have free apples. 
but oh, uh, I can promise it'll be a good time. Michael will be there. No, 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 no. That's uh, I, I mean, I know there's other people, but uh, you know, I'll just be there talking to me. So <laughs> if you want to listen, swing on by. Um, but uh, that's pretty much it, folks. Thank you so much for hanging out, and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. See you guys. Be good. Thank you.